This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Challenge Kobe is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. Yo, this is Drewski. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Y'all better get here. Coulda, woulda, shoulda tours on the way. Here's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? What they want. Jalen, who is joining us on the program later today? Comedian and funny man Drewski's joining Jalen and Jacoby, and also lyrical assassin Dave East is also joining the program. Before we get to those great guests, we have to discuss what happened last night in Sacramento. The Nets against the Kings. I sat down on my couch ready for this matchup, and it was not a matchup at all. Wire to wire blowout. The Kings scored 153 points in one basketball game against the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, it's been a disappointing start for the Nets for a lot of different reasons, but this might be the low point of the season thus far. It is a season high in points, 153. And as I've called them, the Fighting Mike Browns. And usually if you're gonna watch the Kings, it's gonna be De'Aaron Fox, it's gonna be Sabonis. But when that guy got in in the second quarter in particular, Mm -hmm. Davis, he took over the game. Scoring, locking down defensively, setting up teammates, rebounding the ball, Kevin Herter also was playing well. Something I love about uh, Herter. Her- exactly. Harrison Barnes was also out there giving them quality minutes. The Kings look fast. They look deep. They look uh, athletic. Malik Monk was bouncing around, making plays. And so it was one of those games for the Nets, Jacoby. They didn't lose. They got beat. Yeah, they and did. that's different. They, they, they got beat, and I want to well, give the Kings a lot of credit. You said the Kings looked fast, right? And the Nets did kind of look a little slow. And Jacques Vaughn might have had a little bit of an explanation for that. Let's not forget, the Nets were just in Los Angeles playing the Lakers and the Clippers. And Jacques Vaughn said, quote, I don't know if our minds, our bodies, and souls are still in L.A. L.A. will do that to you sometimes. Jalen, you've been on over 100 road trips to Los Angeles. What is Mr. Vaughn talking about? He's talking about... When you're in L.A., Jacoby, that becomes an extended trip to Sacramento. Here's why. A lot of the people that you are hanging with in L.A. or may have had visits you or kick it with, you now have them come to Sacramento as imports or friends or family. And so that becomes an extended trip. And the Sacramento Kings know that. So they got out in transition. They moved the ball. They played defense. They made the nets work. And they did a good job putting up 153 big points. I might remember what Mr. Vaughn and Mr. Rose just told us next time I bet on a team to win in Sacramento after going through Los Angeles. There's also some reports from The Athletic that there's some sort of frustration, let's call it, about Ben Simmons thus far this this season, his availability, when he is available, his play on the floor. 
He scored 11 last night, which I believe is his season high thus far. Jalen, what do you make of these reports? There's a basketball psychological block that he has. Let me set the table for those who have not heard. When you walk into a gym to play basketball, there are two things everybody does. Dribble the ball and shoot the ball. He has the first one. He doesn't have the second one. And when you're not attempting shots outside of the paint, the game becomes so very difficult. And he can't show up at a charity event outside, turn around and shoot an air ball, and it doesn't go viral. That gets in your head, Jacoby. So now pregame, when when players are shooting their jump shots to get ready for the game, he's cutting, he's slashing, he's shooting layups because he don't want to get that psychological footage that people are going to show him missing jump shots. And I've also said this for years. When he's at the line, he's shooting with his left. When he's shooting threes, he's shooting with his left. But when he goes towards the basket, he's shooting with his right. And the psychological block also stands out because they're not steel. They're runners. They're floaters. They're hooks. And so based on that and his health, I just don't see an all-star level player anymore that the Nets acquire from the Sixers. Well, as someone who is a Ben Simmons believer, I am now a Ben Simmons apologist. I just want to preach patience. I believe in his fit on this team, and I believe eventually he will be the asset that they traded for. I have faith in you, Ben Simmons. Don't let me down, because right now I got one foot off the bandwagon. I'm not off the bandwagon yet, but I got one that's foot a lot hanging off the you. bandwagon. I appreciate Jaylen, that. What do we do every single day on this program? We sadly acknowledge that Brittany Griner is still wrongfully detained now 272 days. So we at Jalen and Jacoby use our platform and our voice to wish her health and a speedy return to the United States. What an amazing day we have here in store for you at Jalen and Jacoby. We have Dave East after that. Coming up in just seconds, you're watching a special episode of Jalen Jacoby. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this. We give the people what they want. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Doubleheader tonight on ESPN Eastern Conference matchup at 7.30 between the Celtics and the Hawks, and then a big one in the nightcap. I'll be up past my bedtime watching the Warriors <laughs> take on the Suns at 10 p.m. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, who do we have the honor of joining us right now? Bars is back! Bars. And our next guest represents NYC to the fullest. 
19 singles, 15 mixtapes, five music videos, EPs, studio albums, and this Friday, today, Book of David. Make sure y'all go cop that. Our brother from another, Dave East joins Jalen and Jacoby. What up, though? What's goody? Oh, it's so great to have you on the program. Tell us what fans can expect when they download, when they purchase Book of David with you and Buddha the Future. Just that authenticity, man, that 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 sound that you gotta come to me to get, I feel like, you know what I mean? It's 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 no features. Um shouts to Buddha and Grands, they produced the whole project. Shouts to DJ Drama narrated the whole project it's, it's it's one of them one of them bodies of work where i really um i really just zoned out i really wanted to get in my own in my own world and see how that sounded with with no really no real help from nobody as far as future wise so this is 100 percent me well you have to be a lyrical assassin to do an album without features it reminds me of almost nas illmatic type did you consider right. that when you were going into this project? Yeah, I thought about it. And all, of all the projects I've released, I always got features um, on each body of work I ever put out. So I wanted to really see how that felt as far as for my fans and the, you know my real day one supporters, where it just be me on the body of work. So this this is it right here, Book of David. So you have no features on this project that makes me so excited to just get a full Davies experience, but you are one of the best artists that gives features to other people's projects, namely Lloyd Banks. And I'm walking down 6th ah. Avenue the day it came out, and I'm listening to Traffic, and I was like, did he just, did he just say Jalen and Jacoby out of nowhere? I done listened to it like 15 times in a row. I just can't express Whoa. enough how much Whoa. that meant to me Whoa. and how much that means to us that work on the show. Tell me what why you just said the words Jalen and Jacoby in the middle of a verse? I be watching y'all. I be tuned in. So it it it, it you know it, it it was it was fresh in my mind, and I, and I I never heard nobody else shout y'all out. So I figure I, I I'll be the first one to do it. That's love, and we forever grateful. And I must ask because a lot of people may not know that you six foot five, you right. stay in shape, and you also got a hoop game. So right. talk to me about these New York City teams. What you seeing in Brooklyn? What you seeing with the Knicks? What you seeing as it relates to New York basketball in the league right now? Uh, it's 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 you know it's 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 it's, it's kind of hard to be a Knicks fan. I love I love Katie and Kyrie. You know what I mean? But it's it's we need some wins, man. That's that's, that's what I'm gonna say. I, I think we need a, a consistent run. We need a good run. Even, even when the Knicks saw Brooklyn. We need a good run, man. So you have bars. Everybody knows that. But you also bars. get buckets, as Jalen alluded to. They always talk about rappers that can hoop. If Quavo comes to mind, and Sheck West comes to mind. Are you still out there getting pickup runs? Are you going head-to-head -head with anybody? When was the last time you were on the basketball court? Uh, my boy um, Chris Brickley had me in the gym. So that was probably the real last time I was. And I really wasn't going one-on-one -on -one or nothing like that. I was just doing, like, little drills, little cardio, little, like, shooting around, different little dribble drills and stuff. Like, like that's something that'll be in my, my blood for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I played it so much, so many years, put so much time into it. So that's something that's just, like, it's, it's second nature. 
but yeah, that, the last time I was in the gym was with Brickley, my, my guy Chris Brickley. He, he, he definitely motivates me and tries to, when he gets the chance, he always try to sneak me in the gym or get me in the gym, try to take me out of the studio, get in the gym. Absolutely. Shout out to Chris Brickley. Works out with the best of the best. And as you know, this is your home court. So we're going to not only promote your album, we're going to show your high school highlights. So I have to oh. ask you, what are some of your most memorable moments when you were playing ball? Uh, just really, for me, the AAU uh, circuit was crazy because I got to really play against everybody that I'm seeing in the league today. You know what I mean? Everybody that I'm seeing that's having wonderful careers. I um I went up against them in AAU. Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, KD, uh, all these guys, um, Harden, you know what I mean? So I was I was fortunate enough to be able to experience that. And now that I'm doing music, all these guys are my friends, you know what I mean? So it's beautiful. So I have to not just respect the new project coming out, Book of David, and your hoop game, but you also have a store. It's on 145th. It's called From the Deli. No, so I want you to no. explain to our non-New Yorker audience the relationship that everyone in this city has with their local deli. Oh, that's 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 your mom's outside of your mom's. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if I if, if it wasn't no food in the crib, we go we go to the store. And the, and the, and the, the guy running the store is like an extension of your family if he know you, because I would get credit all kind of different things at the store when I didn't have so. I feel like bodegas in New York is like a real cornerstone thing that each community, whether it's Brooklyn, Queens, Hall in the Bronx, I feel like each community, within each community, they all have those. So I wanted to um, recreate my own and call it From the Deli. That's so dope, the entrepreneurial spirit. And shout to Buddha the Future. Shout yep. to Grant, executive yep. produced the album. Booker David, make sure y'all go support that. But I have to ask you one more thing before you get out of here because you're a hip-hop historian. If you had five albums that you could only listen to, what would they be? Five albums? Yup. All right. It would be Nas, It Was Written. Mm. It would be Big Pun, Capital Punishment. Mm. It would be Styles P, Gangsta and the Gentleman. It would be um, Biggie, Life After Death. Um, He's sweating on this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Who was that last one? Uh, probably, damn, yo. Victory Lap, Nipsey Hussle. Mm Rest well, in peace, Nip Hustle. That's a great call. Well, we forever yeah, grateful for you, family. As I mentioned, this is your home court. We need to get you on every other week to talk music, I'm here. I'm here. entertainment, I'm whatever you want to discuss. Here. <laughs> love is love. Appreciate you. Appreciate Always. you. Always. Thank you, man. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 
ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen, I want to talk to you a little bit. What up, though? There are some topics that we just don't have time to dive into during the TV section, so we save them for the pod exclusive. There's been a report from The Athletic. Before I read the report, I just want to say this. I've been a Ben Simmons stan for a long time. Not just a Ben Simmons stan, but a Ben Simmons apologist. You have. You know, I think that people critique what he doesn't do well and don't focus on what he does do well. However, as he plays more basketball, it's becoming harder and harder to stay on this corner. But I'm, I believe in you, Ben Simmons. The latest report from The Athletic is the following, and I quote, The frustration surrounding Simmons has been building in recent weeks within the organization. The coaching staff and players have been concerned about his availability and level of play, with some questioning his passion for the game, the sources said. But even when he did play, Simmons' struggles in his first nine games this season were part of the Nets' frustration as well. Jalen, this is not a... These are unnamed sources, so you always have to take those with a grain of salt. He has not been playing well, so it is natural that there is some frustration. But he is coming back from an offseason surgery. He didn't play last year. Is it too early to be frustrated with the level of play and contribution of Ben Simmons if you're within the Nets organization? Not at all. He deserves criticism, and it's fair because he's a professional athlete. The main thing I want to stress is how the Philadelphia 76ers fleeced the Nets in the trade between Ben Simmons and James Harden. And the one thing about rebuilding or or reimagining your team, you love that fun-loving Nets team with Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and Spencer Dinwiddie, D'Angelo Russell, made an AC, 7C, whatever. And then they flipped over that roster and tried to, you know, be great player driven. And so when you get Kyrie and KD and then they get James Harden to basically quit on the Rockets to come to the Nets. And they only play less than 20 games. I've been telling you this the entire time. I would never have traded them. I would never have traded them. I would have made sure I saw them play a seven game series and lose at least twice before I broke them up. Straight up. There's also the the whole Jared Allen of it all too. Like, very frustrating, but continue. Exactly. And so then you quit on the Nets if you're James Harden because you're upset that Kyrie didn't get vaccinated. The Nets are pressured to do a deal because they don't want to lose Harden at the end of the year to Daryl Morey and the Sixers, who he has a previous relationship with. So then they panic and move hard. You acquire Ben Simmons after he hadn't played. You don't know what you're getting. And like I've always said, how did he pass a physical when he got to the Nets, didn't play a game, but got back surgery? Well, I have some questions about this. 
As a Ben Simmons apologist, let me just stand on the table and defend him. He got off-season back surgery because he needed off-season back surgery, right? And he's only played in nine games. So after a surgery, shouldn't we have more patience? I mean, shouldn't we have more faith in this very young player that has been all-NBA, all-defensive, all-star? And shouldn't this organization, instead of telling reporters that they're frustrated with him, be working as hard as they can to fold him in to the asset that they traded James Harden for and do everything they can to make sure that, they, that, that he is as comfortable and as effective as he possibly could be. Because this isn't going to I don't have to be a counselor or a psychologist to know this. There's an extreme mental block for a player with point guard skills that won't attempt shots outside of the paint. That That's shoots free exactly. throws. That shoots free throws and threes with his left and shoots all runners and floaters with his right. There's, there's an extreme mental block there. And what now has happened is he know it, we know it, fans know it, and everybody knows it. So guess what happens when he goes to a charity event and they walk past a basketball hoop and he shoots the ball and it doesn't graze iron. That goes viral. That gets in his head. So pregame, when most players are working on their jump shots, he was working on cuts and slashes and layups. I've seen it with my own two eyes. He's passing it to people. He was not practicing shooting the ball. He was not practicing shooting the ball. And so that right there, the game is so hard when you cannot shoot. And so that is going to continue to be an issue, unfortunately, for Ben Simmons. Well, I think what happened in that video that you're talking about, the charity event in Brooklyn on the pier where he shot an air ball, the person, I think it was Claxton or maybe Kessler, one of them caught it and then missed a layup right afterwards. Well, that's worse than shooting an air ball. You know what I mean? Like the dude that caught the air ball just missed a, missed a point blank layup. Like, no, he, he, doesn't get, he doesn't get criticized at all. But in, in all seriousness, there's the Kyrie of it all too. Like, when we spoke about this before, He's served his five-game suspension, is in theory available to the Nets last night. They're on a road trip, finish in Portland, then go back to New York. You know, I, I listened to Woj this morning, and he was saying that he expects him to join after the road trip. But if he's available to play, why doesn't he just fly to the West Coast and rejoin his team? Can you explain that to me? I felt when I saw the five games and realized that it was going to expire on a road trip that he wouldn't be with the team because that would have meant him being there the games that he didn't play also and so now he's going to have a spotlight on him everywhere they go and to psychologically ease him back into the team and by the way it's his choice I believe to play at home versus playing on the road to your point, I believe the suspension ended after five. He deserves the opportunity to play again. He is going to play again. And I said all along, I think that next game will be one at home. Do you think this is the last time Kyrie Irving is suspended by the Nets this season? Yes, I do. I think so too. Contract year. I, 
Yes, I, I, I definitely do. Um, it's time. It's time to focus on the game. And what's going to happen is he's going to get back out there and play. And he's going to give us the oohs and ahs and the close to 30 points and the 50, 40, 90 um, um, uh, ability. And that's what we'll be focusing on at that point. So Jay-Z met with Jeff Bezos to discuss the purchase of the Washington Commanders. Um, obviously, Jay-Z was previously a minority stakeholder in the Nets during the Prokhorov era, I believe. So here's my question for you, Jalen. Let's imagine that they team up and perform and get together in ownership group. Is it going to be like the Nets where he's a, a small, tiny baby percentage owner, but made sort of like the face of it? Or will he get a larger chunk this time around? I think he got more bread this time and more power since he's already done it before, which means that 0.1% or 1% or whatever 2% that he got before, I think he'll be a more substantial partner. And I just want to throw something else out there too. Beyonce got a billion also. <laughs> so when That's they come to point. the table, no doubt. Like, they're about to be real stakeholders in the team, I believe, if this deal go down. And I would also say that a major sports franchise is one of the safest investments you can make if you're at that billionaire level. They don't, they don't reduce in value. You know what I mean? Like, <coughs> people aren't losing money. They might annually lose money, but when, when you look at sale to sale, it is very rare that an owner loses money when they sell the team. You know? The only thing... Owners lose when they buy buy teams is games. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All they lose is games. You can keep the team forever. It's a yeah. legacy play. The Bus family has owned the Lakers for decades. Just wow. think about that. And Jalen, a couple other things I want to discuss with you. Deshaun Watson is returning to Brown's practice. There's still two more games in which he's not allowed to play. When he does take that field, and he is under center for the Browns, who are not contending, they could maybe go on a crazy run and get to a playoff spot, but I don't see that happening. How much do you think the literally dozens of lawsuits will follow Deshaun Watson when he's on the road when the media discusses things with him. How often, how long do you think this sort of stink, for lack of a better term, will stick to Deshaun Watson? And how long will it be before we look at him like a football player? Because he's not the only person in the NFL where they check her past with law, with law enforcement. All of the above. And I think the league, the Players Association, and the team really worked with him navigating his suspension, making it 10 games so that he could get six or seven games as a trial run to end this season so they can have a full offseason and be ready to go next year, which is why they reduced his salary substantially this year so that he wouldn't lose much of it even though he wasn't playing. Mm. And so based on that dynamic, everything that you just described will happen this year. But going into next year, I think the focus would, would truly be on his performance. But also there are going to be times when you make, a make those types of decisions and put yourself in that situation. And he, he would have beaten his case in theory. He would have served his suspension in theory. So he's allowed to move on with his life and his career. But there's still going to be his naysayers that remind him of it constantly. 
The Clippers and Luka Doncic um, already in Luka's young career have sort of like a uh, rivalry is not the, the right word. But they've got a kind of a back and forth. They've got a history. And Doncic last night had 35 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, had a huge first half, got the win against the Clippers. And there was a part of me when I saw what the, the Mavs did this offseason that was concerned that there wasn't enough around Luka to truly be effective. But they've gone with this sort of central superstar with the ball in his hand at all points. And they obviously went to the Western Conference Finals with this strategy last year. Can they do this in the playoffs at a championship level with basically just putting the ball in Luka's hands every possession and he creates everything? He's so very dynamic. And you talked about them facing the Clippers. He's one of a handful of people that have averaged 30 against an opponent after like 15 games. And that step back jumper that he made at the end of the shot clock to basically catapult the Mavs to victory last night was incredible. Mm -hmm. But his usage is so very high. Once the playoffs come, teams are going to force him to give up the ball. In the regular season, you do the pick and roll. He's, by the way, he and John Morant in different ways are the most unguardable perimeter players in the game. And I don't mean to exclude a Steph Curry who has, is a four-time champion. I'm just talking about as young players that are ascending in the game. And so in the regular season when you do a pick and roll with John Wall and Zubac, they're more willing to switch it. And then you get a chance to cook Zubac or Morris or whoever's up front. In the playoffs, you got you're gonna blitz that. Mm -hmm. You just go, you, you just got you just gonna blitz that. And then try to deny him getting the ball back. And I know um that's easier said than done, and he's still gonna be very productive. But ultimately in the league, if you're gonna be a championship caliber team. You definitely need a second all-star in today's hmm. NBA. You need a second all-star. Well, then nobody on this roster fits that description, Mr. Rose. Um, I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie's going to have enough opportunity to get himself there. But one thing I have been happy with is the way that Christian Wood has uh, developed. I mean, he was a big piece of what they did last night. He didn't start. They've got Dwight Powell, quote-unquote, starting but he played more minutes than Powell. Two for two from three. Um, you know, 15 efficient points, seven boards. You know, obviously you know him from the Pistons. A lot of people know him from the Rockets last year, if you watched the Rockets last year. But um, can he develop into, like, their, their center that they rely on the playoff, in the playoffs? Yes. Offensively, he's thin, can rebound, can block shots needs to compete better on that end of the floor. And if you look at the landscape of the Western Conference, the Joker, two-time MVP, DeAndre Ayton, Phoenix Suns. There's some big bodies out there. When you play against the Warriors, those dribble handoffs with Draymond Green, those down screens, you got to be able to, you know, do multiple efforts. And so that's the evolution of his game 
And that's why I think Memphis is a squad I give the edge over Dallas because they have Jaron Jackson Jr. They have Brandon Clark. They have Steven Adams all up front. I think the Mavs are going to need just a little bit more if they're going to take the next championship contending step. I like what you did there because if you look at the Grizzlies bigs, it's like having a fast running back and a, and a, a smash mouth running back. They've got different styles they can throw at you where Dwight Powell and, and uh, Christian Wood are obviously different players with different skill sets, but not, not with the variety that the Grizzlies have up front. Now, Jalen, it's been great to talk to you about basketball. We really need to talk about the most important thing that happened this week, and that was a video from uh, Sean Combs. Now, you spend a lot of money on your barber. You fly your barber places. You, you know, <laughs> like you spend more money on your hair than, like, than, than, I, than, than, than I don't even want the people to know how much you spend on your hair. Like, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing how much time and effort you put into your hair. And as I do this, he is fixing his hair for our podcast audience right now. Just itching it and scratching it. I don't know, some black people stuff. It's just, I don't know, fixing the curling it, it, it. Curling it. Curling it. Sure, yeah. But my question is you saw the video. Diddy says he pays $1,000 a cut, and then he will pay $5,000 to have a barber around at all times for touch-ups throughout the day. I have a couple things. Number one, I think this cannot be real. I think he's trying to set the price high for his barber, do his barber a little bit of a favor. And number two, how can you possibly need a barber more than once a day? Yesterday's price is not today's price. Each person that has twisted or braided my hair, each person that cuts my hair, I do one of those videos for them. Been doing it for years. Talk about what I just paid and mm -hmm. how they should be paying it too. So if they came to me at my hotel and I gave them 200 or 250, I do a video to say that. If there's a specialty day where I'm eating or I have a commercial, or a photo shoot or whatever, and you need them for the day, you obviously pay their day rate. If they're flying to you, you also pay for their travel and pay them a little extra to travel. But here's what I would say. First off, Diddy's a billionaire and I'm not. Second, I appreciate him inflating the price, but I would say, if he says he spends $5,000 per day, I bet that doesn't happen more than 10 or 15 days a year. Oh, less. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't care how much money you have. Rich people are cheap too. You know what I mean? I got some rich people in my life. Like they're just not burning money like that. Like $5,000 is a lot of money. That's a lot of money to pay for a day of, for someone to cut your hair. You know what I mean? Like that's, that, that's rent money for a month for a family. Like that's, that, that's, that's no. I don't think he that's was embellished. He was obviously embellishing the price, showing love to his barbers, showing love to the craft, which I always do. The opposite of Patrick Beverly. I need to talk to Pat Bev about how he suppresses his barber's fees. And you, both of y'all. <laughs> Me and Pat Bev got something in common? Mm -hmm. What did Pat Bev say? I didn't see this. I gotta look this up. I gotta look this up. Pat yeah, Bev was Pat complaining Bev. about his barber coming to his hotel room and charging him 200. And he's like, these barbers getting over. I, that's why I stopped getting my hair cut so often. I'm going to just let it grow. I'm, I, I'm so with you right now. <laughs>
Yeah. He said 300 is too much. Good for him. Good for Pat Pep standing up for us, the cheap, non-loyal clients. Because that's exactly what I am. I pay $16 for my haircut, and I tip 14 And I promise you, I tip more than anybody else that sits in that chair. And I'm still not happy with it, though. You know what I mean? My barber doesn't take notes. I might have to cheat on him some more. I might have to cheat on him some more, for real. Oh, Jalen. It's been such a great day here on Jalen and Jacoby. Having Dave East and Blue of the Future on the show. Bars! We will. And we love Dave back. East. There are a lot of people in this industry. Dave East ranks up there as one of our favorites. Not only does he have bars and represent the show in no sports, but he's respected in the game. He pays his dues. Gets buckets. And when he gets on tracks with anybody, not only does he hold his own, but when he's in the gym, he gets buckets, like Jacoby said. Love, I love rappers that get buckets. Jalen, we still need our audience to call in 985-80-Jalen and leave us some Thanksgiving thoughts, some Thanksgiving traditions, some Thanksgiving hot takes, some Thanksgiving questions, anything Thanksgiving related, hit us up, 985-80-Jalen, or you can tweet us at Jalen and Jacoby. We will be back tomorrow. Why is that, Jalen? We're not done. We're not done. We love and appreciate Dave East and Buddha the future. We are not done. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.